Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we are talking about the thing I would say probably 100%, if not 95% of you ask about or comes up in any sort of conversation. There's very few of you who I speak to who don't have this issue. Uh, And I think that is very telling, right? So women who are struggling in their marriages, a lot of times are struggling because their husbands aren't in a good place in his faith. And so this idea of what I want most is for my husband to be closer to the Lord has become such a deeply rooted desire for us that I just, I have to address it. So let's talk. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. So, okay, now let's, let's talk about this. I mean, let's really, really get down to the nitty gritty here because why is it that this topic comes up so often. Now, I said before, I find that it is pretty correlated. And again, this isn't any scientific evidence. It's just, I would say, maybe anecdotal <laughs> that I find there to be a pretty high correlation of somebody who's struggling in their marriage to someone who perhaps feels like their husband's relationship with the Lord isn't where it should be. And because of that, it causes sometimes some issues in the marriage, right? You know, for myself, I was there. I've talked about this story so many times where my my husband was an unbeliever. I mean, part of why he walked away is because he said, I don't want a crazy Christian wife. And like that, that was the thing. So I was there with you. But even today, I can say that we're in totally different places in our walk. And that's what I wanted to talk about, right? That's what I wanted to get to the bottom of, because I can tell you that it is possible to have a loving, connected, happy marriage, even if your husband's relationship with the Lord isn't necessarily what you would like or think that you actually want. It is still possible. There's not going to ever be any perfect marriage. And sometimes this is one of those things that we deal with that, you know, maybe we wish are different, but certainly it is possible for you. And that's why I wanted to really, really jump into this. So there's three things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to this. Number one is that 
you, me, we, as wives, we can't be his Holy Spirit. So we can't be the one to convict him. We can't be the one to make him want to go to church, to make him want this relationship. And I know, don't get me wrong. I know you may be desperate for it because you may be like, oh, but I love him so much. If he only knew what I knew, if he only knew how much God loves him, if he only knew how having a relationship with God would change his life, his attitude, his desires, like, if his feelings, if his moods, if the things he wanted was aligned with God's word, we would have a totally different life. I get that. And I can see why that would make you be like, well, that's it. Uh, clearly, that's what's missing in our marriage. If he only knew. Let's face it, ladies. We're the ones who make it happen. We're the ones who get things done, right? And, you know, he, I'm sure, has many great qualities. My husband has many, many great qualities. So if I'm not around, like, I know he can handle the household and manage the children. But I am the one who, like, I don't sleep. <laughs> I have, like, multiple jobs, multiple businesses, multiple things that I'm doing. And I just make it happen. I just do those things. It just comes naturally to me. Whereas him, he's better at resting. It's a cue, actually, I should take from his book because he does those sorts of things much better than I do. But because of that, we feel like, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but we feel like we can control it because there's so many other things in our lives that we control. Honestly, as women, we control the temperature in the house. We can control the atmosphere. So when he's hot and heated, we're the ones who regulate. When the kids are having a bad day and they're all upset, what do we do? We help them regulate their emotions. Like we're the ones, we're the thermostat of the house, if you will. Like I've heard the joke that, okay, if the men is the head of the household, the women is the neck and the men don't turn where the neck won't allow it to turn, which is, I think, pretty funny. But it's the same sort of idea that we really have a lot of influence in our household. We do. But... We cannot have control or even uh, we do have less influence than we think over our husband's spiritual walk. And why is that? Because it's the same reason why you don't have that sort of control and influence over your teenager's spiritual walk and why your parents probably didn't have that over you. And that's because we cannot be the one. God needs to be the one to reveal himself and to speak to that person. I say this as a vote of caution because I love to share the mistakes that I've made on this show to spare anybody else those mistakes. The word that was given to me is that God was like, just stop, like stop trying to do it. It was like God was saying to me, are you even going to trust me? Like, are you going to trust me that I have this in my hand? And I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't trusting him in that place with that. I felt like I need to help him out. Oh, I need to send my husband a sermon or send him a podcast that didn't even exist at that time or like set him up with Christian friends. Like, what are we doing? Setting up play dates for our husbands? Like, come on, be. Like, these are the things that I used to do. Essentially, trying to be his Holy Spirit, trying to be the one who would convict him. And I would not. And only God can do that. He does it in his own way. And he does it best when we just let go, when we surrender that peace. And let God handle that. And in doing that, when we just show the love of Christ through being fueled with grace, right? Showing the fruits of the Spirit. When we do that, all of a sudden, now God is free to work and we are just showing Jesus as an example through our behavior. So 
that is like first and foremost, like one, two, and three. That is the biggest thing that I can say has made a difference for me. And now that being said, I say this from a place of my husband's not preaching on a pulpit and he's not reading his word every day. So I don't want to say it from a place of like, oh, this is what I did. And these are the results that I had. No, they're not. But what I do have now is something that I cherish because now my husband and I can have open dialogue about it. He goes to church willingly because he wants to. And a lot of times he does it because it makes me happy. But he's there. There was a time where he would go and he would fall asleep. Literally, y'all fall asleep. (laughs) And people would be looking at him. I would be mortified. And quite frankly, I was the one dragging him there. But now he goes, you know, we go together. He goes because he says, no, you know, I think it's important for the children. And every now and then we'll have a discussion about the sermon after. And that is all I get. And I am happy with the fact that that is all I get, because like I said before, we are still able to have a loving and connected marriage. So number one is you can't be his Holy Spirit. But number two, here's the thing. I want to ask you, what about his spiritual walk or lack thereof has you feeling like it would help your marriage? I want you to think about that. What about it? Like journal it. If you're driving, don't stop driving, but like, you know, maybe later. Sit down and ask yourself. Take some time. Maybe even pause this. Like journal it. Think about like, okay, if his spiritual life was at the same place as yours was, what would be different? And now I'm not trying to say that having close relationship with God isn't going to change him in deep and profound ways. Yes, it will. I know it will. But Sometimes we can use our husband's lack of spiritual knowledge or devotion or whatever as an excuse for our unhappy marriage. Oh, he doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and he's got all these things going on with him. And that's why we are in this place in our marriage. And I can tell you that, you know what, there's also many pastor's wives out there who will tell you that that's not necessarily the case. Many pastors' wives, who those pastors are out there preaching sermons that are meeting thousands of people who, when you go home, you know, behind closed doors, they are miserable in their marriage and are having a miserable relationship with their husband. Wives who are married to husbands who have a very intimate relationship with the Lord. Maybe they're not pastors, but they're leading ministry or they're leading worship or they're doing all these other things. And there is still something missing in the marriage. While I will never take away from the power that the Lord has to change your husband, what I would say is don't idolize your husband's relationship with Jesus. Don't allow your deep desire for him to have a relationship with Jesus be the thing that you are chasing because that is not a thing that you can control. Like you're going after an outcome that is not up to you. That is up to him and the Lord. It has nothing to do with you. When we die, there's no marriage in the next life. What matters is your relationship with God. And I know most of you know this, you know, we've talked about it. And so you do work on your own issues, but I want you to understand That while that could be great, it is not the be-all, end-all to having a happy, healthy, and amazing marriage. I get it. We want it. I want it. But we can't control it. We can't idolize it. And we don't know. Now, I need to empower my ladies because we are not going to be doormats and we're not going to just sit here and let life happen to us. 
So what power do we have? Well, the power we do have in this case is the power of prayer. I highly recommend The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy O'Martian. Best-selling book, over 8 million copies sold. I only know that because I'm looking at the book in my hand right now. Uh, But it is a really great book. Literally has prayers written out for you. I highly, highly recommend it in this area. So in this area, instead of, like I said, point number one, we can't be his Holy Spirit. Nope, but we can intercede. We can intercede. And that is how we have influence in the house. That is how we have influence in our household. We can intercede through our prayer. And that power that we have through our prayer is far none. You can't get better than that. Number three, lastly, I want to talk to you guys about hidden issues. So hidden issues are going to be those things underneath the surface. So I don't know if you've ever seen the diagram. We see this a lot in psychology where it's a diagram of a glacier. And at the top of the glacier, you know, you see like a tiny little portion, maybe 20% of the ice. But when you pull back, there is the bigger part of the ice of the glaciers. The glacier is actually a piece of ice floating in the water. You see about 80% of this glacier that goes deep, deep down into the water. And these are where the hidden issues are. So maybe what is sitting up at the top of the water, above the surface, at the top of the glacier, what we might see is maybe his lack of a spiritual walk or lack of relationship with God. And because of that, that's what we think the real issue is. But really, the issues are hiding way deep below the surface. And those are the hidden issues that we want to deal with. So we can pray out these issues up here. But once we start to uncover the hidden issues below, it is really when we start to see, ah, here, check. This is it. This is what we're lacking. This is this is what's going on. There's a lack of respect in our relationship, a lack of boundaries in our relationship, a lack of intimacy in our relationship. What is that? Where does it come from? What are the, the family things that we have picked up along the way in our family of origins that are causing this to happen? Not just from me, but from him. You know, understanding that you're not going to be the one to take him to therapy, but if you have an understanding of where he comes from, you can then start to look at him with empathy because you start to see, okay, these are why he has these patterns. And as you start to identify them in yourself, you're like, oh, okay, yes, I get it. These are why I have these patterns. I forget the book where hidden issues came from. I will try to link it in the show notes, but uh, quite honestly, I read a lot about uh, marriage and I think That is really what we are getting to when I see this question come up again and again and again. And I'm like, hmm, it seems surface level to me. It really does. Because I feel like if you really knew what the hidden issues were, what these deeper issues were, your biggest desire is not this, for him to have a deeper relationship. Your desire would be to fix these hidden issues. Really. And I've heard it preached before that your relationship with your spouse can only go as far as your relationship with the Lord. And maybe that's why you feel that way. And I get it. I've heard that too. I mean, obviously. And that's why you pray for it. But when we uncover the hidden issue, when we get to that, that is the goal right there. And that is why I don't actually believe in marriage counseling. That is a whole other podcast topic for another day. But That is really how we get to the stuff. So that being said, if you want to learn to uncover these hidden issues, if you want to talk about that, if you want to dive into that, if you want that training and those tools, 
so that you can change your marriage from being unhappy and looking for all these hidden things in your marriage and transform that into one where you're communicating effectively. You are no longer fighting and you're having like good, effective communication, not the crazy kinds of things that I described in my last episode. Done. Let's do it, ladies. Jump into the Grace Fueled Marriage Method with me. That's gracefueledmarriagemethod.gr8.com. That will get you there. We'll give you all the information. Jump into the course. You can start the course. You get access immediately. And then you also get access immediately to our weekly coaching calls, which is where we implement. Like you don't just get the information. So usually when you buy an online course, you get the online course and that's it. You have the information and you're done. You're left to your own devices. No, you get the online course, you have the information and you get the implementation with me and not just with me, but some of the other students and my other students who have been there, done that. They're a little bit more advanced than you usually because it's open on a rolling basis. I don't have everybody starting at once. So you'll be there with people who have been practicing for a while and you get to watch me coach other people at the same time. And it's a really beautiful thing because you start to learn not just for your own situation, but from other people as well. It's an amazing thing. I can't speak highly enough about it. Honestly, I'm really proud of it and what that is that I've created. So go for it. If this is you, if you feel like, even if you feel like I have a loving and happy marriage and this is my biggest desire and I don't know why, and you think maybe in hearing me talk that there are some hidden issues, then the Gracefield Marriage Method might actually be for you as well. If nothing else, to get to those hidden issues and really deepen the love and the relationship that you have with your husband. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. And until next week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.